Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team welcome to mlb.com extras i'm danny wexelman with jennifer langosh who covers the cardinals for mlb.com jen happy wednesday i don't know what day it is this week for some reason i've been getting my days mixed up um so happy wednesday how are you doing That's right. That's right. I've got it on track this time. We're going to get to some Cardinals news, Jen, on this podcast. But first, we're going to talk about you for a minute. And I know you don't want to talk about you, but but I am forcing you to talk about you uh, because we have a little bit of news, um, which is really exciting and awesome for you um, that you are coming off the Cardinals beat and moving into a new position at MLB. Um, so first, before you tell us the new position, I just get to gush for a minute because um, I remembered back to when I was in college at Mizzou and somehow I found your email and uh, reached out to you because I was just desperate to get in touch with anybody, any woman who was working in sports and, and pick their brain. And you were the most gracious, kind, uh, patient person with me and met up with me in St. Louis. And I will never, ever forget that, Jen. Um, and just what you have done, not only on the field and, and in the sports world, but the things that you have uh, accomplished off the field as well, and just kind of uh, paving the way for women who want to work and be a mom. Um, you you really have made people pay attention and change the game in that way as well. And I am forever grateful, and I am going to miss you so much in these conversations and, and your work, but I am so excited for what's ahead of you because you are about to start molding young minds and helping build the future of journalism. Well, thanks, Danny. That's all very kind and gracious of you to say. I'll, I actually, I mean, I haven't forgotten when we met at Panera. Well, I guess Redco, as it's called here. Um, goodness gracious, probably like ten years ago. And it's been awesome from my perspective to watch you grow, and from a broader perspective to watch a lot of young women in this business get into the business um, and grow in this business and climb in this business. It's interesting. You know, people talk to me and you mentioned it as well as, you know, paving the way for other women to follow. Well, there was a generation before me that paved the way for me. And I've always been thankful um, that they went through what they did to, to open up new doors. But I've loved my time as a beat writer. It's been 12 grueling, <laughs> awesome, uh, five in Pittsburgh and seven here in 
St. Louis, but I'm thrilled about the opportunity to join our management team, um, really get to kind of have my fingerprints on our content at Major League Baseball from behind the scenes. You won't see my byline, you won't hear my podcast, but <laughs> we also have an influence in the direction of our content and then also in helping uh, shape some new young journalists that we're hiring um, to cover Major League Baseball. So an opportunity to, opportunity to teach, to mentor, and personally for me to grow in this business. So yeah, it's bittersweet. I'm going to miss this beat. I'm going to miss covering this team, but I am very excited about what's ahead. Yeah, no, it's really exciting. And I, I'm hoping, my fingers are crossed, that maybe every once in a while something will pop up and only Jen Langosh can cover it and your byline will appear uh, maybe maybe once or twice a year. That's my personal um, hope and dream, Jen, but um, I'm, I'm really excited for you and I know that everyone who gets to work with you now um, is, is really lucky. So I've, I've been really lucky. You're not coming off quite yet. Let's not uh, push the panic button anybody yet, but um, we, are, we are working to find someone to um, fill that spot eventually and um, start covering the Cardinals uh, full time. But for now, Jen, uh, you and I still get to talk about the Cardinals, which is great news. Um, so we have a couple of things we're going to talk about today. Does that sound good? Yeah, I'm still here. So people haven't gotten rid of me quite yet. <laughs> I answer folks questions because I've gotten a lot of them. There's two main questions. Yeah. One, am I moving? I am not moving. So I'm here. And <laughs> I will still be around Cardinal baseball and I'll pop into the stadium, I'm sure occasionally. And number two, when am I coming off? Like you said, it depends when they hire a replacement. So there's even a chance yes. I may help with spring training coverage. So, um, yeah, not getting rid of me just yet. That's right. That's right. So we're going to dive in because you are our all-knowing, Jen. Projected lineups. This is out on MLB.com right now. So as you're listening to this, head over there. Check out Cardinals.com to see what the Cardinals are up to. But it's not uh, too crazy, right, Jen? Not so much so, but there are a couple kind of interesting factors as I look at the lineup. Um, number one, where's Paul Goldschmidt going to fit? Now he's okay. heard a lot of his career. I think though that the Cardinals are going to put him in the number two hole right behind Matt Carpenter. You talk about a one-two punch atop your lineup. I don't think you can get any better than that. So um, I think he might slot into the number two hole. The other kind of X factor for me, Danny, is the right field situation. And I know a lot of fans wished I had written Bryce Harper's name in the lineup. Well, I'm restricted <laughs> with the 40-man roster as it is. You're not going to see Bryce Harper. But, you know, if Dexter Fowler can revert to former form, um, perhaps he's an option for that two hole. And maybe you move Goldschmidt third. Or if Jose Martinez kind of pushes Dexter Fowler out of the way, um, he too, I think, could be a guy who could get toward the top of the lineup. But as it looks right now, I mean, you can go on Cardinals.com, MLB.com to read my full lineup. But I put Goldschmidt second. I put Paul DeYoung third because I know Mike Schilt really likes the look of having Paul hit third right in front of Marcel Ozuna. Um, I love that. And then behind him, I had Yachty fifth, Dexter Fowler sixth. Again, the opportunity is certainly there for him to move up in the order, but he's going to have to earn his way back up. Um, and then Harrison Bader and Colton Wong, seventh and eighth. I would think, Danny, that Colton probably hits seventh and maybe Bader eighth to better separate mm -hmm. Colton and Matt Carpenter, your two left-handed hitters. Um, yeah. Both of those guys obviously bring a great element of speed to the bottom of the order, which is something the Cardinals haven't had here in recent years. 
I love it. I think the cool thing about the lineup is that it feels like any guy on any day can contribute. You've got top to bottom, and then you've got Bader holding down the fort. And don't sleep on that guy. Obviously, he was he was highly touted uh, during the season, and he really made a name for himself with the Cardinals, not only for his defense but his offense. And I just feel like it, it feels well rounded um, if if everyone can stay healthy and contribute the way that they should. So I I feel like people should be pretty optimistic about a lineup like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, of course the pitcher, but you know, it, they, you know, they, can, they, they hold down the too. fort too. So hit too on yeah. team. So ask Adam Wainwright about him. <laughs> he will assure you that he is most deservedly, um, <laughs> and not just pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The other cool thing, Jen, that you have coming out uh, on Cardinals.com, you're spotlighting the corner infield. So it's the first time that we're going to take a deep dive Paul with Paul Goldschmidt, obviously, at first base. And then you've got Matt Carpenter at third. Tell us, you know, give us a little sneak preview of what we can read in that article. Yeah. So as you noted, kind of previewing what your current options are at the corner infield, plus a little bit of a look ahead at a prospect to watch, which um, there were a couple of candidates. I went with Nolan Gorman, who, um, of course, you might remember, was the first player born. Absolutely. Century to be picked in the MLB draft <laughs> uh, makes me feel old every day. But, you know, at 18 years old, here's a guy who made it up to a full um, season minor league affiliate last year. So that's very that's impressive. As you look at what your options are now, Goldschmidt and Carpenter anchoring the corners, I mean, give me a better first and third baseman combo in the league. Maybe Rizzo yeah. can, can kind of match this. But, you know, as I went back and looked offensively at these two players, Danny, since 2013, Carpenter and Goldschmidt rank in the majors top 10 in batting average, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, hits, walks, runs, home runs, and doubles. They're both That's decent, right, Jen? They're okay. That's okay. So they're both going to be in your lineup. And again, you know, when I talk about kind of stacking up the top of the order, imagine, you know, an opposing starting pitcher going out, trying to get in some sort of rhythm. And here you are facing Matt Carpenter and Paul Goldschmidt right off the bat. And not to mention two of the more patient hitters in the game. So um, Cardinals certainly anchored really well there. I think the other part of this equation, of course, is the defensive side of things. Paul Goldschmidt brings a gold glove caliber defense to first base. So he's going to make the right side of their infield better. Um, I think there are some questions about how Matt Carpenter will handle playing third base every day again. I mean, he has that unorthodox throwing motion. He's had some shoulder issues. I think if there's kind of a positive thing to, to hang on to, and there's two of them, one is he's at least able to focus this winter on one position and know what it's going to be. And number two, mm-hmm. you look at his numbers last year defensively, the metrics, they were actually really kind to him as a third baseman. So they rated him as an above average third baseman. So we'll see, but I do think that's something to watch is, is how he makes that transition defensively. All right, cardinals.com, by the time you're listening to this podcast, you can go read that article. That that's uh, that one gets me pumped up, Jen. That gets me excited, not just about the Cardinals, but um, about about corner infielders uh, and, and their production. I love that, the, the hot corners there. Next up, Jen, uh, Steve O. Steve O, you answered some questions in a reporter's inbox, and Steve O had an interesting one, and you said you got a lot of these. He wants to know if St. Louis would be interested in super utility man Marwin Gonzalez. Obviously, with the Houston Astros, his entire career, um, world champion. And I looked up a couple of numbers, Jen. In 2018, he played first base 24 times, second base 32 times, third base 
three, shortstop 39, left field 73, center field twice, right field once. He's DH'd, pinch hit, pinch ran. He really is the definition of super utility. Do you see him fitting in with the Cardinals? You know what? Could he fit in here? Absolutely. I think he'd be a tremendous fit. I mean, as you just noted, he can play basically anywhere on the field. I think a key is he's a switch hitter and the Cardinals, of course, are looking to better balance their roster and need, you know, some left-handed bats. So he kind of checks the box there. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of reasons to think that he would be a really good fit in St. Louis. The the reason, though, that I'm not so sure and I try to try to temper expectations is I'm not sure he sees himself as a fit here. And by that, I mean, you know, you look at his career in Houston and he is a guy who's had at least 500 plate appearances each of the last three years and averaged 125 starts during that span. The Cardinals just probably don't have that to offer, you know, barring some kind of catastrophic injury. I mean, you look across the infield, it's set. You look at the outfield, um, you have plenty of options there. You know, we're already struggling to find playing time for Jose Martinez and Tyler O'Neill. So if Marwin has other opportunities elsewhere that are going to guarantee him more promise, like more promises of playing time, mm-hmm. um, I yeah. think that he's probably going to be led in that direction. But again, that's not to say the Cardinals wouldn't have interest because he would be a great fit here, but it takes two to tango. Yeah, absolutely. I like that, Jen. So, uh, you know, we're not – no one's banking on on Marwin coming to St. Louis. He could fit if if they really wanted to make room for him, but um, maybe there's opportunities within the organization um, that could fill the roles that maybe Marwin Gonzalez would fill. But obviously his numbers are are pretty impressive. And, Jen, Eric C., quickly, he he was uh, frustrated, I would say, <laughs> in, in the inbox. And I can't say that I feel his pain, to be honest, because I think at this point St. Louis needs to realize that the product they've got is, is a great one. And Bryce Harper is not a part of that plan. He said the Cardinals had money for Jason Hayward and Giancarlo Stanton, but doesn't understand why they don't have it for a quote 26 year old power hitting right fielder who is a once in a generation player that's a lot of uh hyphened words there but uh jen you know can you uh can you quell his his anxiety about this yeah as i noted to eric in my inbox and i'll repeat it here it has nothing to do with the cardinals not having money and they've never said anything about not having money um it's an issue of where do they want to allocate that money to, right? I mean, you can take 300, 350 million, whatever the number is, and put it into the pot for one player. Or you can kind of look and forecast out over the next five years and see how you can disperse that money maybe to multiple players or to signing some current players to long-term extensions. So, um, you know, in essence, you're kind of working with a finite pool of money. How do you want to disperse it? So to me, That is the bigger issue. Now, a secondary issue, of course, too, is we talked about it a minute ago. The Cardinals have kind of this glut of outfielders already. So there is a little bit of complexity there, especially with Dexter Fowler's contract and the inability to likely be able to deal him elsewhere. Um, So I think that's a factor, too. But, yeah, don't let anybody ever tell you the Cardinals don't have money or aren't willing to spend their money. It's just a matter of where they want to put that money toward. Um, I will say, Danny, though, a little bit ironic. um, And Bryce Harper actually just tweeted about this a little while ago. There's a winter storm Harper (laughs) making its way to St. Louis as we speak. It will be landing here this weekend. Um, So we are going to have a Harper sighting in St. Louis, just perhaps not the one everybody's been waiting for. 
Oh my gosh, Jen. I just talked to Jordan Bash and he covers the car or the Cubs for MLB.com. And he also mentioned that this is happening. And we basically just talked about the fact that someone at the weather channel at the headquarters is trolling everyone in the baseball world. And I am loving this. I think this might be my favorite thing of 2019 so far because it really does. It hits, obviously, the Cubs, the Cardinals. It's going to hit Philadelphia. It's going to hit New York. Um, all, all these spots, except for L.A., um, that Dodger has, or the Harper's been linked to. Uh, so I think it's amazing. Yeah, we know he's obviously not going to end up in the NL West or the AL West, right? Far from tracking <laughs> yeah. this weather system. That's right. The weather system, the weather men and women know all. Um, so they know they know what's going on. But I love that. I thought that was so funny. But Eric, see, um, you know, I think I think you'll be OK. The Cardinals, the Cardinals will make good decisions and hopefully you'll be happy with with what they decide to do. And lastly, Jen, we have the winter warm up coming up. Cardinals caravan hits the road this Friday. What are the details on that? Yeah. So you're going to see a bunch of Cardinal players descend upon St. Louis, uh, of course, barring winter storm Harper, keeping them from being able to make their flights. Uh, but this is kind of really the kickoff to the new season as the Cardinals like to define it as you're going to see caravans crossing six states. And here in St. Louis, you're going to have the winter warm up Saturday, Sunday and Monday. What's interesting, you know, from my perspective is this is also an opportunity for those of us that cover the team to get to kind of check in with players for the first time since, you know, really we saw them leave in September. So um, some interesting questions and storylines, I think, you know, we're going to get an opportunity to talk with Marcelo Zuna, get an update on his recovery from shoulder surgery. Uh, we'll get to speak with Dexter Fowler, get an injury update from him as well. Um, talk to, to folks like, you know, maybe a Matt Carpenter and Adam Wainwright about the additions this team has made and where they see this club going. So, Stay tuned on Cardinals.com because there is going to be a lot of content coming your way over into Monday. Um, And I will be there to cover it. Again, I'm not coming off the beat just yet. So there will be plenty, (laughs) plenty to follow. That's right. Jen is here until we say so, or someone else does, but until we say so, Jen is here. And just really quickly looking at some of these cities, it's awesome. They Rolla, Joplin, Springfield, Memphis, Tennessee, Jonesboro, Arkansas, uh, Peoria, Illinois, Bloomington, Illinois, Decatur. I mean, literally this caravan hits everywhere. Paducah, Kentucky, Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Um, so if you are in that area, Columbia, Missouri, wherever you are, head out um, and go, go check out that team and, and get some autographs, get some free stuff. Why not, uh, Jen? And Jen's going to have all the content. So cardinals.com, check in on that. Jen, as always, uh, my favorite time of the week getting to chat with you. Well, thanks, Danny. And I'm excited because, you know, sometimes we struggle to come up with podcast topics. With- <laughs> happening. But the good news is with all this content this weekend, I think we're going to have plenty to talk about next week. That's right. That gets me excited. So make sure you guys tune in for that. With Jen Langosh, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 